0: To handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads of bandits are Catacombs and giant doors Protect the chest and stores <laughs> of legendary items with the dragon bones and iron It's ore. a grand theft of elder scrolls Simon's quest with Toa and earl Rocket shoes to every clue Easter eggs and gaming news The potus need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot all oh, shit, I gave it in glitch Control the shoes english control issues yes yes y'all yes y'all yes, yes y'all. y'all
1: well this is control issues i am the amc
0: and this is a dub you can catch us at control-issues.com you can also go to your podcast provider wherever that may be go to wherever that may be look for control issues download it subscribe to it rate it review it five stars all that good stuff Head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your viewing pleasure and mosey on over to whatever's left of Twitter. My control issues is the handle. Maybe, maybe we'll start
1: threads man. Yeah, maybe we'll start the threads again. <laughs> maybe we'll
0: start the TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> Just, yeah, man, everything's in shambles. It's,
1: yeah.
0: it's terrible. Eight, eight but, bucks
1: so you can see our post? Yeah,
0: get that blue check.
1: As long as it's in the make sure we're one of your first thousand views when you go on Twitter. Yeah, what the hell happened,
0: man? I'm browsing Twitter looking at a wholesome enriching content. And suddenly it's like, oh, you reach you reach your limit. Excuse me?
1: <laughs> you gotta pay up.
0: <laughs> Wait, so yeah, did, yeah. did something did something happen?
1: Yeah, I just uh yeah, they basically they said that like uh, they want people to start, you know, paying for it. Um, and I guess this is in general from what I read. Uh, this is in general a reaction to a lot of like what's going on with, you know, Chat GPT and uh, the other like AI things that have been popping up, and how it, I guess it draws on the data of like you know, I guess swaths of the internet and parts of that is like social media, and so um, if you oh, Also saw- they're limiting
0: the views of everybody to limit the the reach of those programs
1: well what they're doing they're trying to yeah exactly what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people to to pay basically for it so that's they're trying to funnel everybody to that eight dollars a month blue check so then if you pay that then you get access to as much as you want and this is uh the same thing if you saw with twitter when um or not twitter with reddit uh a few weeks ago when a couple of these subreddits went black And it was in in response to, they're basically going to start charging a lot more to the uh, third party, you know, apps that ask for access to Reddit's data in order to create these third party apps. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I guess this is all connected to, at least from the article I was reading, as I said, to like the AI thing. And so Reddit basically said, we're going to start charging a lot more (laughs) if you want to access our data. And so um, like the... The app that I use, Apollo, which a lot of people use for Reddit on iPhone. I've uh,
0: heard a lot of people lamenting the passing of Apollo.
1: Yeah, Apollo's done. And uh, a lot of other ones are done because they couldn't afford what like Reddit was asking. And I think Twitter was, I, I think they're doing basically something similar, except they're basically just trying to get the users to all pay um, so that they can, you know, because basically, I, what we're learning is the internet isn't free anymore. <laughs> That's like slowly where this is all headed: is everybody's just going to start charging for you to access their their information. Or you have- know
0: what? We we might be learning that if you if you try to make people pay for the internet, you're going to go broke.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then also too is like it's it's weird to say like pay for the data that you are contribute like it's mm-hmm. this doesn't exist without your contribution and so it's kind of weird to say like this is a user-driven experience except we're gonna you know we're gonna own all of it and we're gonna charge you on top of that to then contribute uh ge- like data to our experience <laughs> like it's you like, need
0: uh, to pay us to access the data that we're siphoning from you while you yeah. use <laughs> <it's> our thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's uh yeah um, it's, it's kind of like a whole like like fuck situation because there's just so many different parties. and that was the thing with Reddit. you know, people came here for video games and now they get a lot of reddit breakdown. Uh, the thing with Reddit is a lot of the moderators use those third party apps to for their moderating tools. And so with all those apps going away, they're basically just like, well now we only have the stinky, you know, reddit official <laughs> app <laughs> to, to moderate and, and, and it so sweaty funny. reddit tools, yeah. And the thing is, like, what keeps Reddit going, like a lot of the the subreddits, is the moderating. And so it's, and they don't get paid. So it's like, you know, so once again, it's like this whole thing. So, yeah, there's just so many different, like, groups and they're all kind of clashing. And we're going to all figure out how the internet works soon. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, A-Dub, let's get right into this. Yeah, we took a week off. Uh, it was 4th of July weekend. Marissa, yes. and my wife, she had uh, surgery, so I needed to take some time off to make sure she was straight. Survived,
0: um, walked out, checked herself out, stapled herself shut.
1: Yeah, and then came home ready to play Stardew Valley.
0: <laughs> carried you over the threshold.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. so we took a week off to deal with some family stuff. Um, Champion. Yeah, and and now we're back. So, hey Dub, how how have you been? How have these these past two weeks been for you?
0: Man, uh, not too bad. Just working to always to start and stop. Man, I was getting into uh, getting right back into a regular routine and exercise, and then I go just as a follow up to when I had that fainting spell. <laughs> I had to now have this heart monitor that's taped to my chest. And I got to hold on to that until Thursday. So until then, I got to avoid showers and working out too much because then you start sweating and the adhesive comes on to undone and the monitor comes down. So I got to endure for the next few days, which isn't so bad, but it's just like Fourth of July weekend, I get sick, so I can't go out. Then this weekend that just came, I got this thing stuck to my chest. So, and I'm, you know, avoiding showers. and out so i'm kind of rancid yeah so no weekend there i'm looking forward to maybe going out next weekend yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll see i mean i still gotta make one more appointment and hopefully have all that nonsense behind me in, in other news your boy has fully paid for his television so now it is official no repo hanging over there. <laughs> no i will never be in that situation trying to repossess my stuff but anyway yeah got tv fully paid off so that's dope get a little extra money every weekend um or every month and th- at the end of this month final car payment and then that's it then i start then i start working toward the
1: pc <laughs> yeah the car, and then you join that master is
0: join the master race. playing your, nothing but starfield
1: <laughs> get your get your drivers updated and
0: yeah, get, get my ray tracing, get my DLS, get my get, get get cyberpunk running at 1440p, 120 yeah. frames, <laughs> get that DLSS, <laughs>
1: uh, get all this
0: uh, path tracing, all that. I was, oh, i have it on that TV. I'm, I'm very excited for this transition. I wish it could have been postponed a bit more, but just getting tired of console shenanigans. And I think it's just like I, I've i come to really care about performance and I'd also just like to be able to enjoy the highest possible level of graphics that we could attain that, you know, and yeah, you're not, not going to get that on a console. So it's I rode for as long as I could. We were getting spoiled by the 60 frames per second in the first couple years of the generation when they were. You know, updating all the, the last gen games, cross gens. Chain yeah. <laughs> but then now that we're getting into current gen only, it's like we're starting to see the 60 frames just become more scarce. And I'm like, i like, I ain't going back. So, you know, uh, it, it's an interesting time. We'll see. I got to wait until Starfield comes out so I can get a, a proper idea of exactly what I'm going to need to build in order to just blow the doors off of it. So, as that, Point draws closer. I'm just gonna be enjoying other things in the meantime. you know AFC, you've been going through your family stuff. I'm glad everything's all right. Just care about all y'all. Got to still got to meet your daughter. Yeah, <laughs> she's walking already. That's wild. Jeez,
1: walking, communicating, doing everything. She's a little, she's a little person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Playing pranks on her brother.
1: Yeah, exactly. Little <laughs> oh, person. Uh, yeah. yeah. But so, what you've been, what you've been gaming on, I, I don't know what
0: I've been gaming on. You know what I've been gaming on. I've been doing a lot of Diablo Four, of course. I have reached a tremendous milestone. I have finally pushed my Ice Sorceress to maximum level one hundred. Did it last night. It's like I knew that this weekend would be the weekend. I was just laying on the couch, running Nightmare Dungeons, Upgrading my glyphs, looking for drops to replace my current equipment, and eventually just popped over, put in my last points. I think I got the Paragon build largely figured out, so it's just a matter of min-maxing at this point, but I told myself when I hit level 100 with the character, I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to come back and run a run a Rogue just for that. These last couple weeks leading up to uh What's going to be one of our topics of the week? We got some some information about season one, finally. And yeah, so play a role for that time. But in between that time, I decided to fire up a, a, a hidden little gym that I didn't even know was there, was at a deep discount on PS Plus. So I got that and the sequel. I am talking about Cat Quest. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I gotta tell you, AMC, At Quest is kind of legit, dude. <laughs> I'm loving it. The art style is phenomenal. performance is top notch. The it I love the like the writing and the humor. It's very simple. It's all cat oriented. It's like, ah, oh, instead of port city, it's pot city. You know, everything's paws and purrs <laughs> and f- feline this and fur that it's, it's all cat oriented. Well, it's cool. It's, it's a nice little basic action RPG, and now I have a better idea of what of what Cat Quest Cat Quest Two is going to be like. Because before, it was the first time either of us had seen it when it was shown off at um what the PlayStation Showcase, and mm-hmm. it was just like, "What is going on here?" Like, there's an overworld, but you're fighting on the overworld. But then there's a dungeon world, and you're fighting in the dungeon world, and then you got a boat. <laughs> so I didn't know what was going on. Now now I do. So yes, there is that overworld. And yes, you fight on that overworld. That's where you do all the exploring. So it's not like you, you go to a town and then it drags you into this larger, fully 3D version of it. It's like the overworld is the game world. What you do go into are like dungeons and tombs. And in those, it's just... You know, it turns, it's pretty much the same thing. It just turns into a dungeon layout. And you're still fighting in there, but it's the dungeon and it's not the open. And yeah, you get get equipment. And what I like about this game that I never even saw coming was that, like, okay, say you get the level one knight sword. And then you open up a, a chest and another knight sword comes out. You don't have two knight swords. It increases the level and the stats of the existing sword. So, you're, you're getting the one-off versions of all the equipment, but as you're going through dungeons and you're looting, and as you're going to the blacksmith and you're, you're rolling for upgrades, what you're doing is you're, you're randomly upgrading everything that's in your inventory one at a time. And on top of that, it doesn't just go like, all right, I got, you know, Night Sword level one and then the thing pops up and it's nice sword level two like it'll go level two then it'll go level five then it'll go level seven and, like I had something I had like a level 20 sword and I opened I was thinking to myself like damn at, at some point I'm gonna have to switch swords although I like the stats on this I open up the chest get an upgrade jumps it up 10 levels level 30 I was like god so it's awesome same thing with all the armor you get spells as well the spells are are mapped on your on your shoulder buttons the enemies have different attacks and different cadences different areas of effect it's all very simple but it's it's pretty well done i'm quite surprised i'm enjoying myself i'm knocking out all the side quests i think in I don't even think it's been a solid day since I started playing the game, but I'm already like level 55 and I'm seeing dungeons that are like level 99. I saw level 200. It's like, how much of this game do I need to play to get up to level 200? Because I'm I'm looking at my trophies as I'm going through. I've already gotten like half of the inscriptions on these obelisks and I've gone like way beyond that instance. So I imagine I'm coming up on the end. Uh got some unique abilities that I'm not gonna spoil because I'm pretty sure AMC might want to get into some cat quests one of these days. So I'm not gonna put out the major spoilers. But you know, I'm liking the story. I'm liking the side quests. I'm like I'm liking the progression, loving the combat. You know, it's got as you go north. Things get more challenging, so enemies become higher level, they hit harder, Uh, there are different types of enemies, they have different attacks, and then there's like the forest, or like the forbidden, the forbidden lands, where the really powerful enemies are, you can take them on if you want, and if you take them down, you will be greatly rewarded, but more than likely, you're gonna get sacked, but yeah, it's, I did not expect myself to be enjoying Cat Quest as much as I do, and it has gotten me very excited to start a Cat Quest too. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. But AMC, what have you been playing?
1: Oh man, it's been all Stardew all day, every <laughs> day. Day, as I said, Mersa had surgery and was playing Stardew Valley that night. Like it's, it's been nonstop and it's been awesome. I mean. So much has happened in the game and it just keeps opening up like it's, it's insane like what can happen the um so yeah we've expanded we're, we've gone to the desert now we're in this like skull cavern where we find even more rare resources that we can use towards you know and i mean i don't even know if i would call it end game content because i have no idea when this game ends mm-hmm. but we're, in, we're in year three now um new stuff is continually happening um, like with uh, what's going on with um, taking over the farm. Um, I won't get into some of the spoiler content and then um, yeah. And then we got this new area uh, that we get to travel to first. We had to build up a boat. Then we get to take this boat to this new Island where it has all these, all these new areas with different resources and these walnuts that we need to connect uh, collect. What? and what was awesome. So we get there and, there's a part where we need to go into a volcano and then within the volcano, if you get to the very top floor of the volcano, there's a forge which you, which you can use to, you know, imbue your weapon with a um, certain, um, I guess stats from other, other, you can combine weapons we'll say. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it's awesome, but we had to fight up this uh, volcano and it was super rough. And so a thing that happens in the game is that, um, you can marry other NPCs, but also what we learned is that you can marry um, other other characters. Like I can marry Marissa. So
0: yes. <laughs> uh,
1: as as we were doing another part of the of the game, I got a wedding a, a wedding ring recipe. So I found out what what uh, items I needed to craft it, and one of the items was super hard to get. And while I'm in Skull Cavern, I find that item. And I don't say anything to Marissa. So uh, I that's what I was to... gonna ask. Like, <laughs> does she know
0: that you're working
1: on? It? <laughs> she... No, I, so I got. I get it. Go back. I get the the diamond. I get that uh, prismatic shard. I get the uh, the material, the iron. I think needed to create the ring, and then I make the wedding ring. And so, smash cut. This is like days later. So I'm looking for the right opportunity because I'm like, I want to like propose right at the end of the game because I yeah. know that there's stuff like that, like. Um, so I, I was just like, I gotta just find the right moment. And so, as we're about to go into this volcano, because she usually does a couple of on the uh, the combat missions. Like I usually go and do that, and she handles like the farm stuff and um, you know every other thing like building up, like getting buildings built and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, she came along with me because uh, she wants to see was at the top of the volcano because we get a um, a, gr- a good item, and if we're both there, then we both get the item so uh as we're about to go into the volcano i go I, I i stop and i go hold on before we go in here in case we don't make it out of here i wanted to give you this <laughs> and then, like you can so you offer your character like different items it offers i offer her the ring and it says uh, amir would like to get married to you <laughs> and so just oh, accept yes yeah, she has to accept she accepts it and then um so we go into the volcano and she dies, and so we have to restart because when you die, you lose items, and the item that she lost is like was, was really important. So we had to basically quit out the game, restart. We go to the volcano again. I repropose to her. We go in this time. I die, so we got to restart. We go back to the volcano. <laughs> then uh, we actually over here multiverse. Yeah. Then we go back in, and I propose every time. This is the third time we make it all the way to the top um and then what's great is so we know nothing about anything that comes along with this so um we then get a notice the next day that we're gonna have a ceremony in three days for our wedding so i got hell yeah we have the wedding ceremony three days later, which is great because it's like, you know, it's like a heartfelt like thing from the mayor, who's the, also the master of ceremony. Um, yeah, he gives like a nice speech about us. Uh, we get married. And then a couple of days later, the game asks us, uh, Oh, I asked Marissa as she's going to bed, would you like to have a kid with a mirror? And she says uh-huh. yes. And then I wake <laughs> up the next day and it says, Marissa would like to have a kid. Do you want to have a kid? So uh, I said yes, and now it says we have to wait 14 days, and after those 14 days, the kid shall arrive. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But this is just all, like, just parts of the game that have nothing to do with the story <laughs> of the game. Like, it is absolutely insane. We're still finding, like, so much more, a lot more resources we're learning about, like, there is this witch who I said... Uh, I would mentioned it in a previous episode. There was one night as we went to sleep, and then there was, like, a little cut scene that shows, like, a witch flying over our chicken coop. She sprinkles something on the chicken coop, flies away. The next day, we find a void egg, which we then use to make a void chicken. We know nothing about this this witch. And, and um, there's a wizard, though, that's in town. We get to know him. He basically lets us know, like, hey, that, that witch is uh, my ex-wife. And so then we have to go on a quest to get to get to the witch's place because she has his like magical ink <laughs> so he's like i need you to to infiltrate and get my magical ink so we have that and that's like that's not even part of the main story but it's like so intriguing all the characters have these fleshed out backstories and along with this like we're we're finding new like resources to like build up our barn and with uh new crops better crops um and yeah it's just insane um we can now like so we got to the point where we can. We can get livestock. Then we're able to get milk. Then we're able to we crafted a an, a machine that can turn the milk to cheese. Then, as we upgraded the house to like level three, we get a, a cellar. Within the cellar has these casts, which we we can then use the the cheese to age it, and it then increases the value. So, yeah. like it's just as i said it's like it's a game that's like systems on systems on systems and then with a ton of backstory um which is incredibly well like it's just a great world that they've built on top of this like video game as video game and i absolutely love it can't stop playing it i wish i could be playing diablo but um you know stardew valley is is king right now and i i I have to write out this uh this 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 ride of awesomeness, uh, and before I can get back to Diablo, I guess, but hopefully I'll be able to play sometime this week and find some time because I do miss it. Absolutely, but dub. I-, I hope you, I hope you can get to it. Yeah, <laughs> it has a lot
0: to do with the topic of the week. Topic, Ta- topic, topic of, of the week.
1: week. What's that, A-Dub?
0: Yes, Rob Ferguson and the crew got together for the fireside chat. They gave yeah. us an update. On Diablo Four Season One, or more appropriately titled "Season of the Malignant." Mm. Yes, so "Season of the Malignant." This is coming July twentieth, I believe. The patch, the patch will go live on the eighteenth. So at that point in time, you you can go, you can log in with your character that has the most progress or. You know, the characters and all their different levels of progress so that the game can register that and know that you have certain things unlocked already when the season starts. Uh, Normally, when it comes to a season, you start with a fresh character from scratch, ground zero, nothing to your name, and you make that climb to the top. Uh, this is what you've been used to since Diablo 3 for about 28 seasons now. With Diablo 4, it's a little different as some of your Eternal Realm progress is going to carry over. Specifically, that being the parts of the map that you've exposed, as well as the Lilith Altars that you've collected. So, if you're getting ready for the season, you want to make sure you have those maxed out. Uh, In addition to that, you also want to make sure you're done with the campaign, that way you can get access to the season. And then that's when the fun begins. So Season of the Malignant. What this is about is basically it's a dangerous new threat in the form of malignant monsters spreading throughout Sanctuary. Any elite monster will be able to spawn as a malignant monster with additional powers. Malignant monsters can be defeated by drawing out their corruption and trapping their malignant hearts, which can then be inserted into rings and amulets. Uh, To battle the creatures, Blizzard says season of the malignant will include new builds that are stupidly powerful thanks to the new powers. Blizzard also hinted as a new boss monster, new legendary items, new unique items, and more. The new items won't be season exclusive and will appear in the Eternal Realm as well. Players will be able to jump into seasonal realms and start a character from level one, though some features will only be available after beating the campaign. The new season journey will take place over seven chapters, with each chapter featuring multiple objectives that can be completed for rewards like Favor, which can be used to open up rewards in the Diablo 4 Battle Pass. According to Blizzard, the Battle Pass includes a free tier where everyone can earn seasonal boosts in order to accelerate progress the pay tier also includes exclusive cosmetics so yeah we know a bit about what's going on here especially with the malignant content so yeah the elite monsters will be spawning as malignants they're going to have extra powers which makes them a bit tougher to take down you take those down you get their malignant hearts and then you can then summon more powerful versions of those elites defeat them and take what they drop, which is the caged heart. The Caged heart is what you can insert into your sockets. These will serve like gems and they'll give you crazy powers that increase as you level up and get further and find more powerful caged hearts. Um, yeah, so this content, you're gonna have your own, it's gonna have its own storyline in the season. And then, as well as changing the world of sanctuary to support the structure, the season journey. I like what they're doing with this because what's different with the season journey from Diablo 3 is that now you don't have to complete every objective within a given chapter. Instead, you have a selection of objectives and you only have to com- complete some portion of them. Uh, the way Rob Ferguson designed it, I mean, uh, described it was that you know that's that's beneficial because say you're someone who doesn't like doing sellers or there's some content that you don't like doing. Well, this way you you aren't required to do that if it's a objective in a particular chapter. Mm-hmm. So the rewards are going to come in the form of favors, additional aspects, and caches. I saw one season chapter. It looked like it awarded three new aspects. Uh, I didn't get any information about whether or not those aspects will be added to your codex of power or whether they'll just be little, you know, one shot, one shot imprints like they are if you don't have them in the codex. So that'll be interesting to discover. And of course, once the season's over, you know, other than the seasonal theme and that content, the Malignant Hearts aspect, your stuff's gonna get booted into the eternal realm where you can continue building and adventuring to your heart's content. AMC, any questions or concerns?
1: <laughs>
0: so many concerns. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, no, it sounds dope. Um, I like that. There's a lot of thought into the the theme of the season, which gives yeah. me yeah, it gives me hope that you know when you describe like the seasons before in Diablo three, there might've been more to it, but I was just assumed it was like, Hey, new season, new items, get in there and get that shit. Like, and they, they kind of just vary up like the, um, the quest objectives to unlock those items. But I like that. there is like a whole like theme to it, that the world actually changes around that theme and that there's a story that kind of goes along with it. So it's, it's more of an, an event than a season. It seems, even though it's like over a season, um, so that seems um more intriguing just in that like I'm curious to see what they what they continue to do with each seasonal event I guess um, that they do as they keep moving forward with it and I'm sure they'll play around with it. It's great it's uh there's more incentive for them to to keep doing cool things with it with it having a battle pass knowing that you know the more interesting the season is the the probably it's more likely the more money that they'll uh, generate from it. Um, and so they'll just completely They'll continue to, you know, put more thought into keeping it creative and just giving incredible, you know, in-game content for a game that should hopefully live on for the next decade until Diablo Five eventually comes. It so yeah, it sounds sense. sounds really cool. What are you? What are your thoughts about it? Are, are you already thinking about how you're going to attack it? What character?
0: Um, definitely coming at it with the druid. Gonna go wolves and wind most likely. Wind, my favorite element libra win time, so, you know, gotta gotta keep it in the fam somewhat realistic and then druid haven't played a druid good opportunity to spend some dedicated time earning additional rewards and making a outlandish build and you know just gonna try to see what i can come up with also thanks to ign for the information about season of the malignant it's it's gonna be fun i'm Pretty, uh, the thing that impressed me most about this reveal was, you know, have you ever played any of the seasons in Diablo Three?
1: No, I never played any of the seasons.
0: Uh, so with Diablo Three, the seasons were usually like, all right, you're gonna have this effect for the whole season. So now you get you get double death breath, <laughs> 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 or, or like um as as recently as season twenty eight, they had. I forget what it was called. It was like, it was like an altar or something. It was this altar that was inside of Nutristrum in Act One, and as you completed certain objectives that it required, you could redeem them for these passive upgrades that would just it, it would just improve everything. Like it would give you damage against the It would give you like resource regeneration. It would make your pets pick up different things or like. Pick up certain classes of gear and automatically salvage them, or you know more attack power, and more defense, and you know it was as you moved up and as you completed increasingly difficult objectives, you would unlock more and more powers, and you would you would just have this suite of passive benefits that you know was unlike anything that was in the regular game itself working for you. So with this one, it's. It seems to be similar to that, where it's giving you that effect with the caged hearts, but because it's also a condition that affects the whole world, it's just it's a completely different flavor. You're going to have that quest line with it, so that's also something that keeps you engrossed in what that content is. And then that's on top of the tweaks and the changes, the fixes, the QML improvements, the the new items. I'm very excited to see what the new, the new uniques are going to be adding to the situation. Because you know, I got I got my frost build going. I, I know people have been complaining about sorcerers saying they're a little too squishy. However, it's the only. It's the only class that has the glass cannon skill, (laughs) where as you increase your damage, you're also decreasing your damage reduction. So it kind of makes sense that you would lean on barriers and defensive skills while also just dishing out that damage as best you can. But, you know, hey, maybe we'll see some changes to Sorcerer. Maybe we'll see some improvements. Maybe we'll see, you know, some new uniques that bring some new capabilities. Maybe... Uh, I don't want to go that far. I don't know. Maybe they'll bring back set items this season. Maybe that's a season two thing. Maybe season three. Uh, but Lizard is hard at work. And this is the fruit of that labor. I also noticed that. Among all the content. That they're putting into season one. It's the cosmetics. And the premium battle pass. That are about the, the least enticing. Or you know meaningful content that's being offered like they're giving you stuff that's changing the game all that's going to be for free of course you know the malignant hearts and everything that doesn't stick around in the that doesn't go to the eternal realm or stick around once the season's done but you got the new aspects you got the new legendaries you got the new uniques and that's game changing as well as all the buffs and the nerfs (laughs) all the q so yeah man it's 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 interesting because, you know, the people who are bending over backwards to trying to malign this game despite it being, like, their fastest-selling game, despite it <laughs> moving over 10 million copies in like a week. <laughs> it's still coming all over. It's still always online. Get out of here. with all that. But, you know, there are some who refuse to go without their voices being heard. They got a few... We just got to yeah, get their message yeah, across. Yeah, just a handful, just a small section. This week we got Trouble of the Week. Trouble of the Week. week. Trouble of, of the Week. week. Trouble of the Week. week. Trouble of the Week. Wait, 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 First Trump says, game is dead already. <laughs> Game's still selling. <laughs> People still put... I just, I just finished putting... 250 hours into the game to get my first character to max level. I got four more characters <laughs> and I'm getting ready to dive into the second, but game is dead. I see people on there all the time getting together, gathering legions, world bosses, mopping them up, scraping them out all day. Next troll says, I'm not really that excited because I know I have the same in-game grind for items with mediocre stats. It's called minmax <laughs> for a reason, dude. You're trying to get the god rolls and edge out just what little power remains. So yeah, everything has mediocre stats when the gear you're rocking has the best stats. Next troll and last troll says, not going to participate in seasons. I refuse to be a hamster on the FOMO treadmill, only for the character to be deleted and have to restart from scratch again. The FOMO uh, treadmill. The FOMO <laughs> treadmill. Yeah. The the word FOMO, damn near disappeared from the English lexicon, like shortly after it was invented, and has only since reemerged with a frightful force when Diablo 4 comes (laughs) out. So that's kind of weird how you can mark these things in history. We're living through history at this moment. So you're not going to participate in seasons. FOMO treadmill. All right. So as I said before, the premium Battle Pass cosmetics are the least meaningful and desirable content being on offer here. We're getting a new storyline in the seasonal realm. We're getting the season of the malignant In addition, across all of Sanctuary, with the Malignant Hearts, the Caged Hearts, with the Colored Slots, I didn't even go into detail about how the Caged Hearts and Slots work. You know, we'll get to that in a minute. But you you have all that. You have the new aspects, the new legendaries, the new unique items, all these for free, dropping in the game, all that stuff coming to the Eternal Realm. Man, FOMO Treadmill. So you only bought this game to get cosmetics. You didn't want any of the stuff that was already in the game, including all the free cosmetics. You wanted just the premium stuff. Get out of here with that. <laughs> only for the character to be deleted and have to start from scratch again. Unless you're playing hardcore, nothing gets deleted, my friend. I don't know where this misconception came along. Maybe it's a lot of new blood coming into the Diablo gene pool, but nothing gets deleted your characters on the eternal realm remain on the eternal realm and you might even get a rebirth feature at some point in the future where you're able to take your eternal realm character and rebirth them in the seasonal realm at level one and build them all over again but you know that remains to be seen however eternal characters they stay there your seasonal characters when the season's over they get moved to the eternal realm along with all their shit. They're not deleted. So let's clear up that misconception. Spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell your neighbor, especially especially the ones in the basements. So yeah, AMC, anything you got for these trolls coming sideways at a new game, doing the same things as the old game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you pretty much laid it out there perfectly. Um once again, with this whole FOMO thing, FOMO is something that it's not objective; it's subjective. So you decide how much FOMO you have. You decide if you need to contribute an extra couple of bucks in order to get access to more con, to get access to additional content that's already there. Um, they give you enough already as it is. They're going to give you stuff on top of that, and then you can decide if you want the cosmetics. But the idea that you would have FOMO because why? The FOMO is only there because you assume that other people are seeing your shit and being like, "Oh man, I wish I had that shit." Yeah. But if you're, oh, if you, he's so cool! Oh, he got that! Yeah, uh, he plays <laughs> season three of Diablo Four. he oh, okay. got that tier seventy! Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. man! <laughs> so yeah, like nobody cares. You you eventually will stop playing the game. So all that stuff that you consider super important now, by the time Diablo 5 comes out, will no longer be that important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this just the idea of FOMO is something that is completely like it's it's there in that, yeah, it's like the FOMO is there's that option. It'd be like, oh man, I can't get married because of all these women. It's Just FOMO. <laughs> I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't make any decision in life because if I if I pick this burger, what about that burger? I might have a little bit of FOMO. Oh, if, I don't- if, I, if I buy this car, I can't get
0: that car. Yeah. What if this car goes on sale? If I wait.
1: Uh, 20 cents for cheese, oh man, I don't know. That's, that's I'm FOMO with the cheese there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they got three different kinds of
0: cheeses, but I don't want to mix with cheeses. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, completely on the person, not on the company. I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like, hey, buy this and get the most powerful sword in the game, then maybe there's a little bit of FOMO there. But if it's just purely a cosmetic, something that has nothing to do with gameplay, and it's just purely aesthetic, that is completely on you, the individual. Yes. The
0: FOMO is born in the heart of the victim (laughs) because because you are both the assailant and the victim. (laughs) You're the one causing it. Like, yeah, they put out these things and you got to do stuff to get it. And if you want it, you do the thing and you get the thing. But if you don't really want it, just want to complain. And, oh, FOMO, like, that's on you, bruh. Like, none of this... None of this is out of your reach. <laughs> it's it's either you just want to complain, or you just don't really want to think at all. And yeah, so look and look at the man in the mirror and figure that out on your own. Wait, a week. weak. wait, a little week. 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 a <laughs> 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 but yeah, man. There's been. Do, do you have anything else, or do you want me to keep going on Diablo
1: Four? News? Uh no, is, Keep going, with Diablo Four, because it was a it was a very slow week. As um as we discussed the previous week, it was all acquisition talk yeah. with uh you know FTC versus Microsoft, and now and now this week is uh pretty pretty slow. So yeah, I'm I'm here for all the Diablo news that you have to offer
0: because yeah, we we don't get down on it acquisition
1: all that all that speculation oh this is oh, this, this now means it's definitely gonna happen like, well there's golden
0: in our heels
1: <laughs> oh it's definitely not gonna happen oh no it's definitely gonna happen like it's just the, the way like you could choose to ride that wave or not
0: <laughs> i wrote it up until what i thought was the end point when they were like all right we're just gonna postpone it till april and then we'll have a decision then now it's July. So (laughs) that's how that goes. Uh, Diablo 4. So lots of things are happening. I think uh, they put out when they gave the Fireside chat, they also put out another patch that fixed a few things. One of the things that it did was it allowed for the chest in the Helltide to drop unique items as well as legendary, sacred, ancestral. So you know, being the gaming community we all know and love someone immediately found a means by which to exploit that in order to make the game give it the most rare drops in the game (laughs) (laughs) and blizzard quickly shut that down Uh. so this is so this is piggybacking off of i don't know if we talked about it on the show but basically what what happened is that there are six uber unique items In the game that have an infinitely small drop rate, Blizzard let everybody know the conditions by which people can try to earn those things. Like you, you have to kill level eighty-five enemies or higher, and they can drop anywhere a unique would normally drop. So, like, there's the unique drops and there's the unique drops, and that's (laughs) an even smaller like you know how it goes in these loot games. So, yeah, so. They added a new way for people to get uniques, which basically would increase your odds of getting those things. Somebody figured out. I believe the trick was if you take a character that doesn't have a particular class of uniques in that are made for them, like the sorceress has... There are gloves and I think leg guards and I don't know of any others. So basically that would mean like, oh, she doesn't have, let's say, a helmet. Well, one of the Uber Uniques is a helmet. So if I go on the Helltide, I get all my cinders and I open up the helmet, the helmet box, because in the Helltide, the, the boxes are specific to a category. So like if you want a helmet, you go to the helmet box. You go to the helmet box, if... It says that a unique has to come out, but the sorceress doesn't have a unique helmet that is just going to put out that uber rare, that uber unique. So yeah, I think about 142 people got away with that before Blizzard shut down. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, a couple of days ago, the Friday, they put out the fix to make it so that instead, it, and actually I think this works in the benefit of the player, you know, obviously people wouldn't agree because, oh, but it it takes away our ability to target those rares it's like, yeah, but at the same token now, what happens is that any unique can come out of any box so even though you go to the helmet box if a unique is going to come out it does, it's, you know, it could be leg like guards it could be gauntlets, it could be whatever, but at least you're still going to be getting stuff. You're going to be getting things across the spectrum. So if you go to a chest, it's better than them turning off those items for the characters that don't have other uniques in that category, if, you, if you're if picking up what I'm putting down. So instead of going to the helmet thing with the sorceress and there being no chance of you getting any unique, you still have a chance to get any So I think that's pretty cool. But you know me; I'm just a corporate shill,
1: <laughs> 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 trying to trying to hit my quota and my commission for saying good things make, about make some, make some money in your C-suite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> saying good things about business, daddy, so mm-hmm. I get some sugar at the end of the day. <laughs> AMC, how do you feel about this situation?
1: Um. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, like. It's I, not
0: major. It's, it's, yeah, it's people it's, it's, are making a much bigger deal about this like you know how people did it's like Star Wars Battlefront 2 all over or Star Wars Battlefront all over again I mean, oh it takes 400 hours to unlock Darth Vader somebody was like it takes it, it takes roughly you have one in 12 years chance <laughs> to get this one <laughs> drop. It's like yeah but people already have it <laughs> because it's dropping. Yeah. And it's like you don't. It's not going to take you 12 years to get it. It's that it could take up to maybe, and that's if your math is even accurate. Which yeah,
1: probably isn't. No, yeah, which, which isn't. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's the well, the thing I was thinking about was the um, you know, them finding people finding exploits in it and then patching that out. And I know that people get upset about about that. It's like, you know, it's it's uh, it's interesting how like some games they'll design that into the game where they they kind of like. Not that they want you, but if you discover the exploit, then they're like, yeah, you can have it. Like, like you know, like Mario, where it's even though they couldn't patch it later, but oh
0: like the one-up tricks.
1: Yeah, yeah, like you, you jump on it in the corner, <laughs> you keep jumping on the turtle shell, and you get a hundred one-ups or whatever. Yes. Um, yeah, like some of the stuff is just in there for, for fun and you kind of have to figure it out. But then yeah, I, I do get where they think where it's up to the developer to figure to kind of decide what's within the spirit of the game. And so something like uh destiny with the loot cave, you was yep. like I'm gonna go that in this. Always comes up. I'm gonna get all these purples just, just sparkling <laughs> in the darkest cave. Um yeah, it's um and then De- uh, Bungie, uh, they notice that and they get rid of the loot cave and people get upset about it. But it is what it is. Then they find a
0: new loot cave
1: yeah and the thing is like it's with it's what's within the spirit of the game and so i think they kind of they'll kind of decide what they like kind of like okay yeah like we kind of want people to explore the game to discover things within it but then if they discover something that's actually like a hitch within the game that we could easily fix because they're now only because what happens is people don't play the content to unlock it. Then they're just like, I'm going to just go to this one area and farm the shit out of this one resource and get as much of that as possible. And I, I, I get it from the... And that's why I said what's within the spirit of the game. The developer... The thing is, the people could use that, exploit the shit out of that, get that resource. But then, you know, the, the satisfaction you get from playing the game goes down. You... Then engage with less of the content, which is what they want you to do. Is they want you to engage with as much of it as possible and explore as much of the game as possible. But people do that thing where it's like I I found the gold mine and I'm gonna settle here and this is all that I'm gonna do. Um, and so yeah, it's it's uh, I get when people are upset, but at the same time, I I totally side with what's within the spirit of the game. And so yeah, like if you find something like with with any like say, I look at it from the 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 pvp perspective and that's if they discover that a certain gun is you know just completely op to the point that that's the only character or that's the only weapon that people are going for then they're gonna have to you know scale it back and balance it a bit so that you know so that everything else so that it's only a situational thing. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I, I totally agree with the developer in these situations when they feel that, you know, if there's something going on and that they have to, you know, get things back on the right path for, for you know, the average customer to just enjoy the game.
0: Well, uh, you know how people are, and yeah. of course. <laughs> it's like, oh, they, they do this overnight to protect their profits, but resistances don't work and they're not fixing that for months. And it's like, well, you know... The game still works. And yes, resistances aren't functioning the way they're supposed to. Season one was basically already done. So there was no time to put it out within that patch. So they lined it up for season two. With this thing, it concerns half a dozen items. So that's something that's much less difficult. And, you know, I guess, what is it, complex to work out? That's something that they could fix. Instantly, so it's, I, I, I'm not with like those false equivalencies or like, oh, they can do this, but they can't do that. It's like, yeah, because <laughs> they there's a way and a meme to do these kind of things. The whole uber rare situation or the uber unique situation, it threatened the way the game was going to be played, people's ability to enjoy it, And they did something about it. With resistances, we're still able to play the game and enjoy it largely the way it was intended. And eventually, once they get that figured out, tested, because that's something that you can't just put out in a hot fix. Like, you gotta fix it, make sure you fixed it, test it, make sure it works, make sure nothing else breaks, and then put that mess out. And in the meantime, we're all still having a fantastic time with the game. It's... You know, you start to question certain things where it's like, damn, would, would I have died by that poison damage if the resistances were working the way that they were supposed to? Would my character be getting one at like this if, if the resistances worked the way they were supposed to? But you come back and you beat that challenge and you move on. So whatever, man. It's, they intended for these items to be extremely rare and to be special when you do find them, maybe even to be that little... A little thing in the back of your mind when you're grinding your nightmare dungeon in your five five hundred five hundredth hour, and then that unique drops Like, is this it? <laughs> is this one? And then it is. Like it, that feeling would be indescribable. And people, but people don't want that feeling. People just want the thing. And then they want to play around with the thing, and then they want to talk about how whack the thing is, and they don't believe people are playing hundreds of hours to get that thing. So you know, it's. It's not as if the other side is entirely wholesome on this as well. as all I got to say about that. But AMC a little more Diablo news.
1: Yeah, let's hear it. What's that news idea? So
0: IGN put out an article entitled "Are Diablo Four Players Okay?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, what, what do you mean?
0: Okay, so so there's been some interesting events that have been happening. Uh, for one. There was someone who just decided to do almost 1,300 sellers in in three days, just to see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know sellers, have you done the sellers the little icon on the map? It's like a a door into the ground. And they're really small. You go in; they're just a single room. They have.
1: Okay, I know, think I, I think I have done that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they have some smattering of enemies in there, or there might be an event. Apparently, the Butcher could spawn down there, but in mm. 1,270 attempts, he only saw the Butcher three times. But yeah, so sellers, a lot of people say that, oh, they're not worth the time, and then people post a picture where it's full of gold, rares, and legendaries. like, oh, it's not worth the time, huh? But uh, let's see. Diablo 4 player Mr. Frodo Beggins said they ran 1,270 sellers in just three days to see what happens. The data reveals a shockingly low spawn rate for the game's infamous Butcher. Uh, Blizzard has yet to confirm the spawn rate, and it probably won't give, it won't given the social media virality that has emerged as a result of its surprise appearances. Uh, from Mr. Frodo Beggins, the butcher appeared just three times in 1,270 celebrations runs. Um, in addition, there's a rumor circulating that if you want good loot in the dungeons, you got to follow the rats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe the tweet goes, don't follow the predetermined path in any dungeon. Instead, just follow the rats. The rats smell the cheese. I'm telling you, it's real. And I feel like I'm crazy, but I found multiple legendaries doing this within a span of maybe 10 minutes. The rats will tell you which pack of enemies to kill, and then they wander towards where you need to go. I'm really, it's real, I'm not crazy. Follow the rats. <laughs> so your boy A dub tried this, and I did not have much success at all. Follow the rats, led me to some empty corners, led me to some enemies, slaughtered them enemies. Got the same old shit I always get. Uh, didn't really take me to any treasure. So I don't know about the validity of this claim, but others are chiming in saying that the rats are leading them this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think. This is, I don't know. I don't know. It's right up there at the cow level. Still waiting for that hunt mm-hmm. <laughs> to be successful. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe I'll try it again. The rats are copious. So I'll, I'll, give, it, I'll give it. I'll give it some thought. <laughs> AMC, <laughs> how do you feel about these these happenings in the Diablo community?
1: <laughs> in the in the rats. <laughs> It'd be cool if that's a thing that the rats uh do actually lead you to it. Um yeah, I don't know. I it, it's all it's all interesting It just shows that there's more to it in a game that seems to be all about like, oh, is it nothing's nothing's really crafted if it's all procedural <laughs> like, oh, like that nonsense. Um it is it is cool though to know that there's stuff that there are but there's context and that there's clues within like each of the uh, the sellers. Are we are we talking about at this point, or are these different? No, these are dungeons. Oh, I don't know. Man. I don't know if these. <laughs> I don't know if this
0: rat thing is real.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying there's misinformation, going around.
0: I don't, I don't. know. I'll just put it up there with unsolved cold oh, case. Man. I'm gonna need some more input and some videos <laughs> of people following rats and stuff <laughs> just popping out. <laughs>
1: Yeah. You got anything else on Diablo (laughs) 8?
0: Other than how deeply in love I am with it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I got to level 100 with my sorcerer. I I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do about this uber Lilith situation. So, I mean, that's the last challenge that you want to build up to. I guess I'll give it a shot with my sorcerer and just see how the flow of it goes, if it seems beatable. But ultimately, I think I can take that all with any character. That's just I don't know. such a good game. Those graphics, oh, man. Those builds, just the 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 impact of the combat. Like it, it feels choreographed and powerful and just crisp and tight. Like Diablo Three, it was. It was very like animated and kind of smooth, somewhat cartoonish. It is not necessarily its look, but just the way in which the action was portrayed. It was very video game. This is like something else. <laughs> this is a straight up like d simulator type of thing. But in real time, it's like when I throw that, when I throw that frosting over, there, those enemies explode. It's just like, yo, <laughs> this is crazy. But, yeah, man, I love this game. I hope you can get back into it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's, it's remarkable, and I can't imagine once they started adding stuff with the, the seasonal content and just giving us new looks, new builds. So excited to work my way through that battle pass. But AMC,
1: how are you feeling? Feeling good. Um. All right, I got my one topic of the week. This is the week We're at two weeks off, this is a story from last week Which is kind of already an old story at that point But this is the May Top 20 best-selling games in the U.S. As collected by Sakana, the group formerly known as NPD Day, day, day Yeah, this is going back to May, I'm not sure why they're doing it So late, they did it on June 27th um, For May So let's, let's, let's do this right now uh, Let's see, so the number one game for the month of May, a dub in the U.S. No surprise, is a new one, but this is one everybody was highly anticipating. That Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, of course. Yeah, number two, Hogwarts Legacy still selling. Three, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Four, Dead Island Two yeah,
0: still selling.
1: Yep, five, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Six. MLB The Show 23, 7, FIFA 23, 8, Mario Kart 8, still selling, 9, Resident Evil 4, and 10, Far Cry 6, jumping back up from, it was 49 the previous month, and they jumped back up to number 10, I believe uh it was on sale on Steam and Southern People, or at least it came to Steam, and so people were all over it, um, Let's see, uh, we'll run all these other ones down. 11, Elden Ring, Minecraft, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild back on the list at the 13th spot. So people excited about Tears of the Kingdom, picking up Breath of the Wild. Uh, 14, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Madden NFL 23, God of War Ragnarok, New Super Mario Bros., Pokemon Scarlet Violet, Lego, Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, and Super Mario 3D World at the 20th spot. Um. And then now, so for the best gaming, the best selling games of the year so far for 2023, number one, Hogwarts Legacy, the best selling game of the year, two, in its debut month already at number two, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. There it so, is. Um, yeah, uh, three, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, four, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, five, Resident Evil 4, six, MLB the Show 23, seven. Dead Island 2, 8, FIFA 23, 9, Dead Space, and 10, Madden, NFL 2333. Three, three. And then uh Switch was the best-selling hardware platform in both unit and dollar sales for the month of May. Consumer spending on Switch hardware reached an all-time high for the platform. With unit sales, uh were the second highest ever for the platform in a May month, uh, trailing only May of 2020. And for the year, PlayStation 5 continues to lead uh, 2023 hardware market across sales of units and dollars. So A-Dub, what do you think about the uh, success of Tears of the Kingdom? I know it's a follow-up to to what some people consider to be one of the greatest games of all time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> showing up strong already in its debut month outselling a Star Wars property. So uh, that was multi-platform, so showing... I guess the power of Zelda and first party on Nintendo still are showing up strong. Uh, What are your thoughts about this?
0: It's expected. Zelda routinely does close to at or above 10 million plus copies. So this should come as no surprise, especially since apparently Nintendo played it safe with this one going with what is essentially breath of the wild two rather than making something, you know, different and unique and innovative. Like not to say that this isn't innovative. It's got that building mechanic that people are making some incredible contraptions with. I just saw on my feed a couple days ago where this woman made a a perpetual, a perpetually powered helicopter that doesn't use batteries or anything. It just it uses relationships of things within the game to just stay afloat forever. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. He just
1: runs uh, on the spirit yeah. energy of the world.
0: <laughs> Somebody made a Tie Fighter, yeah, a working Tie Fighter. Like you get, you get in the cockpit. And you, oh, it's yeah. crazy It's say. So yeah, people are coming up with some absolutely insane inventions. I believe someone skydove from the highest point in the game to the lowest point in the game, and that free fall took. Anywhere from two and a half to three minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Zelda's, Zelda's got a lot of stuff going on. The scale is absolutely enormous. It's the amount of player freedom and and creativity is at an all-time high. But it, it takes place in the same map as Breath of the Wild. It's Largely the same game as Breath of the Wild. There are voices emerging saying that like Breath of the Wild isn't really a Zelda. You know, I'm not in the Nintendo camp, so I can't say yay or nay to any of the criticisms. But I feel like, you know, Zelda's doing what Zelda is supposed to do, but not in the way that Zelda normally does. If that if that makes any sense. But again, I'm not in the Nintendo camp. So I, I can't. Thought really
1: it was an, I thought it was an incredible game. I'm jump in here. I'm, not saying that. I'm, just saying yeah. I'm just gonna lay out everything that everybody else said. No, um the game is absolutely <laughs> you can incredible. Take it with <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I thought the game was absolutely incredible. Um the i haven't played tears of the kingdom yet so if it's more of breath of the wild um yeah i mean it was as i said it's one of the games that people consider to be one of the greatest games of all time so it's kind of weird it'd be one thing to say it's not it's not a zelda game and thus that makes it bad but it's a weird thing to say that it's one of the greatest games I've ever played but yeah. it's not a zelda game like that's like, like it's almost you are like saying like, the same yeah. thing about final <laughs>
0: fantasy you were like Yes, yeah, it's great, but it's not Final Fantasy.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm hearing, like, it's, like, the story is incredible, but the the action-orientedness of it isn't, like, isn't within, like, yeah, what you would expect to be a Final Fantasy game. Yeah, that's the specificity. Within, that's that
0: whole anti-action RPG stuff. Give me my turn base.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, no, I think... uh Zelda Breath of the Wild is an absolutely incredible game. Um, oh, absolutely. One of the best like, games
0: ever made. That's yeah. easy to see.
1: Like, it'd be interesting to see why people say that it's not uh, a Zelda game. <laughs> that yeah, I've way. still
0: yet to see the yeah. justification of why people feel that way.
1: Yeah, because I like it definitely, it drops you off. They explain absolutely nothing to you. Uh, Breath of the Wild is very, if anything, it. Ha- one of the critiques of Breath of the Wild was the fact that there was so little story given and that the, the cut scenes were so few and far between that you were kind of a lot of time like filling in the story. And so people wanted a more true, like a true laid out story, which is, if anything, I would feel like is more anti-Zelda. Like if you go back to the roots of Zelda, it's drop you off in the world and you you, you go into a random cave. A guy gives you a sword and you make way and you figure yeah. out you figure out your way through the world. Um so yeah, like it's I, I don't know what the the criticisms are, but the people who like Breath of the Wild absolutely loved it. And um, you know, that's that's how I look at it as of right now. But um yeah, I think it's I think it's awesome that Tears of the Kingdom is doing really well, that it, it has done really well. Um do especially, 10 million
0: in three days.
1: Yeah, 10 million in three days, especially when it's like, you know, we're in this place where you know people are at every corner, you know, trying to basically, like, knock the Switch for, you know, it being a, a last-gen console. Mm-hmm. Then they release games, and everybody goes and gets them, and everybody plays them. So, it's like, it's it's one of those things, it's like, everybody wants a more powerful thing, but then when Nintendo drops a game that's running at 30 frames per second, everybody's <laughs> there. 10 million people are showing up to buy it. In it's 30 a big, frames per second. <laughs> yeah. Breath of the Wild is still selling. Like, it's like, it's insane. Like, that a game that came out when the Switch launched is still has been regularly showing up in the top ten of the MPD. Um, so yeah, it's um, no surprise that it's it's selling really well. It'd be interesting to see um, how far it carries because we also know that we got a, another Mario game coming out this year. Ooh. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's uh it's it's interesting because anytime you think that Nintendo's about to sunset the console. They release a game, it sells well, and it just gives them more incentive to stick with the console. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, I think it's one of those things that people keep asking, but I don't know if they're going to get it anytime soon, as long as people keep showing up, buying the games, and they keep reviewing really well. And that's, I think that's almost like whenever I see a review, especially like when I saw like the first early reviews of Zelda, all the reviews are about it running good. Like, and that, because that was yeah. everybody's concern was like, how is this going to run? Like, ah, I'm not trusting, I'm not trusting this, and yeah. And that's it, why they delayed it when it was yeah. supposed to be on uh, the Wii. <laughs> uh, with uh, Tears of the Kingdom?
0: Oh, I mean Breath
1: of the Wild. Oh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, cause Tears of the Kingdom. That was, like, all the reviews. Just because we're so late in the generation, and that they, they're you're still adding more to the game, that, like, I guess there was a worry that, like, oh, this game's going to have performance issues. Especially, I guess, on the heels of, was it Jedi Survivor? And, Ugh, you know, it's it's it Red yeah, and it's fluctuations. There was worry about uh, Tears of the Kingdom. But yeah, it seems we be running really well. People are enjoying it. So yeah, um, I'm happy to see that.
0: Don't have Dude. to worry about fluctuations when you're running at
1: 30. Yeah, exactly. When you're, when you're running at a smooth 30 frames per second. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask for forgiveness, not permission.
0: <laughs> or <dead. laughs> just just give them thirty. And say, oh, I'll be sorry. <laughs> Instead of like, oh, we we, we, we don't want to do sixty. <laughs> like, no, we want sixty. All right, well, it was mostly forty-seven, but okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, exactly. That was like that's the thing. I feel like that's just gonna be a thing it's going to be interesting to see this year's game of the year discussions because every game is great and yet every game is flawed and so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what flaws are overlooked to then make a case for a game of the year um, i can i can guarantee <laughs>
0: you this with 100 certainty game of the year on consoles Will be running in thirty frames per second.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or at least <laughs> there will not. You know, a, a, a sixty frames per second game
0: is not when he came. To
1: yeah, because <laughs> if it is running at sixty frames, then it's a last gen game. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man! Oh, I, I hope Starfield wins.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need Starfield to win it just, just for my inner child to have that last little fist pump. Just, mm-hmm. And then just fade into the blackness of
1: space. (laughs) You you want Armored Core to win in? Uh,
0: No. Armored Core is not. Even, I haven't played it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to love it. It's going to be one of my favorite games of all time. But it's just knowing what I know about Armored Core. Like, I played all the mainline entries, most of the expansions. The only one I haven't played was Verdict Day. I still have that in the plastic. Loved Armor Core. Like, I didn't dislike any of them. Armor Core is like top three franchises all time for me. But it's even with the budget, even with what they've shown, even with the changes, I still don't think it's Game of the Year material. That's, I don't know, like, (laughs) it's kind of hard. Like, hey, hey, I've been wrong before. Remember what I said? I didn't think any online-only multiplayer centric game would ever win game of the year then overwatch came and took it yeah you know things happen and i'll i'll eat my hat if i'm incorrect but i like i would be surprised if armor core 6 is even nominated and but i think that's as far as it'll go it's going either zelda like that would be the obvious choice but just based on the criticisms i'm hearing especially from people who like aren't internet trolls are saying it. it? it's just like, and I can see that because I feel the same way, just like theoretically, But right? Starfield, it's been almost a decade since that last, that last big, but that's the RPG. It's been a whole, it's been a whole console generation. Like fallout four came out on PS4. So, or did it, it did. I think, yeah, okay,
1: 2015.
0: Yeah. Geez. So it can't PS4. So now we're getting that, that PS5 Piff. We're getting that that space game. We're getting that No Man's Sky done the way that A dub would do it. We're getting that getting that Todd Howard no jacket became the jacket. And yeah, man. It's it's been a long time. They're gonna make significant upgrades. They're doing a new IP, but still giving us that tried and true. But that's the RPG-4 like It's their their time has come again for them to be in the spotlight. In my opinion, either that or people are going to play the safe bet with Zelda, which I just don't see happening.
1: And then I like how well, you say it's the safe bet.
0: <laughs> it is the safe bet. Every, <laughs> because everybody already assumes that it has it in the bag. Like, that's why it's the safe bet. It's, you aren't. You aren't going against the grain. You aren't making a hard decision. How you, you're
1: saying like you're literally you're literally bringing up people who are criticizing it. So there are people yeah. criticizing the game. Yeah, there are. Be-
0: I never said there wasn't. Oh, All okay. I'm saying is that it's the same. <laughs> it's the same bet though. Like it's not going to be from Europe. From it's opinion. not. It's not going to be an uproar. There's yeah. not going to be like a big inner a big tidal wave of internet backlash if Zelda wins game of the year. It's going to be a whole lot of call new it. Do you think
1: that you think there'll be backlash to Starfield getting it? Yeah. <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> you just laid out all the reasons why it shouldn't get the backlash.
0: Because, because all the people who are assuming that Breath of the, I mean, Tears of the Kingdom have it in the bag. Like I don't understand. I don't believe this. How could this? How could that buggy trash? Win this because it's it's always, even if it launches in pristine condition, it's always gonna have buggy trash hanging over it. Uh, Todd Todd Coward or Fraud Coward. Oh, I <laughs> like yeah, people I just, uh... people don't like Bethesda. But that's why that's another reason why Zelda's the same feds, because people love Nintendo. People love Zelda. People don't like Bethesda. They're wishing they're wishing Cyberpunk on Starfield, like every other week. It's just a mess. But I mean, Baldur's Gate three is looking like it might be a strong contender too, though. That's another reason why I think Arbor Core just doesn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Long <Lock> story sure. <laughs> hey, I, I didn't say it makes sense, it just makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'm yeah <laughs> It, we'll see what happens. We'll see what the justifications of the reasonings are. But I'm telling you.
1: So you think they're gonna vote and they'll be like, why did you vote for Zelda? Because I wanted to play it safe. <laughs> <laughs> that was why I was voting for Zelda.
0: Because yeah, I loved it. It was great. It was more Breath of the Wild.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because I had a good time playing a video game. Yeah. That's like yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah. Like, if, <laughs> if, people, if People voted for Diablo and they're like, because I played the shit out of it and I enjoyed it, I'd be like, or a good reason to vote for Diablo 4's Game of the Year. There's actually reasons. Yeah. This hell doesn't say not From your eyes. Yeah, hey, hey.
0: <laughs> you're going to get the least backlash. Everybody's going to understand. It's like, oh, well, Breath of the Wild won last year's greatest game ever made. So it only makes sense that the greatest game ever made, part two, wins it. Oh, man. <laughs> nah. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe Starfield doesn't stick to landing. I just feel like if Starfield does everything that it's supposed to do, it it has to.
1: I guess not, because people hate Bethesda. They're, they're going to have a problem with
0: it, but I'm hoping cooler heads will prevail
1: in that situation. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah. What's your prediction?
1: Uh, you know, to be honest, because there's so many games. Because one... So we have what we was had, Midnight Suns this year? No, that was last year. That ah. was uh, December. I'm not sure if it came out after because it did come out in December. So that's that weird, like, is it next year or is it this year? But yeah. uh, Midnight Suns isn't winning. Um, I don't know why do you say that? I don't know. It
0: pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> all the people who played it enjoyed
1: it. it. All the people who played it did enjoy it. But I think there wasn't enough people who played it. That's like, I think yeah. that's the bigger issue is that. I don't. I think a lot of people just saw the card based mechanics and skipped it, and so it's just not going to get that bunch of weenies. Yeah, it's it's not going to get that. Um, But yeah, there's just so many games. That's like for me, I just look at it and it's like, like let's see how they show up. Like anytime you decide, it's already decided. Like it fate ends up like just changing it, (laughs) just changing. And so like you could be like, oh, this is guaranteed before the year it comes, and then. When the game gets delayed or it comes out and the launch is fucked up and the game like might end up being great like later, but the launch wasn't great. And so then that ends up affect- affecting people's perception of the game. Even or if they it showed you completed. all the best parts
0: in the trailer and there was nothing more under the hood.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I I don't know. I just feel like this year is so up in the air because, yeah, as you said, like Baldur's Gate 3 starts to come. Um, yeah. Starfield is coming. We got Spider Man. We got Spider Man Two still coming. We got Armored Core coming. Like, there's just so many games. Mario, Mar- new Mario might come. come out of nowhere and steal it. <laughs> what if Mario? <laughs> yeah, Mario Wonder. What if come
0: 2D in? Mario straight up stole Game of the Year?
1: Yeah, Mario Wonder might come come out of nowhere and win it because it was like everybody looks at it, like. At the beginning of the year, like we do, we do our most anticipated games of the year, and even there, people are starting to already formulate their games of the year, and that's without knowing every game that's going to come out that yeah. year. <laughs> so it's like it's you just never know. That's why I like I don't I just don't even put any thought into it. Um, it's
0: all I think about every day. Just game of the year. While I'm waiting for Starfield, while oh, I'm waiting yeah. for a game of the year <laughs> to be released, <laughs> it's all I think about. It's like what am I gonna play? The greatest they ever made.
1: Yeah, which is funny too because you, I literally whenever I go on PlayStation, all I see is a dub Diablo, Diablo, 4, 4. A-dub, Diablo, 4, <laughs> and you're sitting there playing it like this ain't game of the year, <laughs> but put, meanwhile I'm already putting in like 300 hours within like the first like month of release. Oh god, I'm
0: <laughs> so close to 300 hours. I don't even know how that
1: happened.
0: If I could do anything else in my life with that degree of focus and dedication, I'd be a billionaire
1: yeah yeah it's uh and so yeah i don't know I, that's why i like it's it's one of those things i think that happens too a lot where people are, like they're playing a game they're enjoying it but it's like but but does this have the cachet of a game of the year
0: <laughs> it's like Yeah,
1: are you enjoying it like that's like that's that's always like what i look at is like how much are you enjoying the game and if you're enjoying it then it should be on your game of the year list like it shouldn't I mean, be this like, final like, fantasy 16 in like, the running. Yeah, yeah, it's in the running. I I wonder if people will put Survivor in the running. Um,
0: They should, but Respawn didn't do it any favors with that performance mode.
1: And then will people will people put Resident Evil Four remake on their list? They <laughs> so, will
0: assuredly uh, try.
1: Yeah. So I mean, yeah, is, that, is that playing, its name? <laughs> yeah, <it's> playing <laughs> <it's> a remake? It is playing to say a remake of one of the greatest games
0: ever made. Yeah. That'll that'll let you get by with that much backlash. So, yeah. Like I mean, how how many is there a limit on the number of nominees? that can be for a game of the year because i mean there's like damn near a dozen games that at least deserve the the prestige of being on the list of contenders
1: yeah because i'm sure there's games that we haven't even like discussed that like are like i that's all i there's always like one or two games that i don't hear about until game of the year comes up and then i'm like holy shit like i should try out that game and then i play it and i'm like holy shit that game is incredible i think like um what is it uh you know, um Zeus. Uh, know. Hades? Yeah, Hades. It was like one of those games, I was like, oh yeah, Hades looks dope. And then it <laughs> ends up being on everybody's everybody's game of the year On the, while it's uh, console exclusive on the Switch. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to pick up this Hades game. And it ends up being absolutely phenomenal. And it's just, a, it takes so two. Good. A game that I didn't hear much about when it came out. All of a sudden, it's on people's game of the year list, And like, I, I try it out and it's game of the year contender. Uh so there's there's I feel like there's always a couple of games that I just that's just not on my radar. And then I see them pop up in the game of the year discussions, check them out, and I'm like, holy shit, like I did not there wasn't a ton of discussion, a ton of a marketing around this game. But yet, like, yeah, it should it's worth discussion because the game is absolutely awesome. So I always like leave a little opening for that to like, you know, come out of come out of nowhere and blindside me.
0: I'm, I got television. Yeah, I know. know Starfield is the light. <laughs> I
1: see the light. <laughs> oh,
0: can't wait. Activate, yeah. that, activate that grab drive for the first time, jump to a new system, land on a planet, shoot somebody in the hip. Oh, i live for that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, I hope it's awesome because it looks absolutely incredible. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, Yeah. So, uh, do you have anything else before we get out of here? Um, All out, my good man. All right. Well, a ton of Diablo discussion. Got a little game of the year discussion. We got some best selling discussion in there. (laughs) Control issues. See? Suckers.